welcome to Crafts and Crime. And Creepies. <laughs> I'm Amy. I'm Elaine. And we have some more stories from our wonderful listeners. Ooh. So even though this one is November. Yeah, but it's scary all year long. And yeah. you know. <laughs> I don't one, think it's scary. <laughs> seriously. And the interesting part is um, I am not going to sing it. <laughs> if, no, but um, there's that Christmas carol and it talks about we'll sing scary we'll tell scary ghost stories Mm -hmm. and that's because it was a really popular victorian tradition to just terrify and ruin everybody's night i don't know why but (laughs) yeah i think it was kind of because like the stories typically had some kind of uh whoa it was a ghost did you all hear that (laughs) um (laughs) it typically had some kind of uh, morality tale going on and so you know sin in before the holidays and whatnot so Mm -hmm. i think that's kind of the reason why yeah um so (laughs) (laughs) so we are entering into the holiday season yeah thanksgiving's over not for us We're, we're not there yet we're still in the beginning of november as we record but um yeah so we'll just get into it we got um i think like eight stories or something like that so Mm -hmm. okay so this one did we say we were going to do the last initial or the name and i can't remember what we agreed on Uh, oh yeah we did the last initial because there were multiple yeah sorry we're still new to that Okay, and so, also it really depends like if the person remembers to tell me uh, what they want to be said. Uh-huh. And so the I mean, I think in general they know if if they're listening that they'll hear their name and they'll know it's them. But, yeah. But occasionally so, we have to use the last initial because we have multiple like of the same name. Yes. So. so this is from Tatum A. I was 11 when my grandpa passed away from cancer. I remember laying in my room trying to sleep, and it was maybe 10 to 11 at night, and I remember getting the most fuzzy, warm feeling that was the happiest I have ever felt in a long time. It's hard to explain. For some reason, I was compelled to leave my room, and I followed that feeling all the way into the kitchen, and that's where I saw a white orb. It stayed for a split second and shot down into the basement. The only explanation I have is that I believe my grandpa was saying goodbye and telling me that he was okay. I love that. I do too. I got goosebumps. That's so sweet. That's really sweet. That was like your grandma saying hi. Oh the other yeah, day. yeah. The other day I um was it was the <laughs> the first the start of um Dia de los Muertos and um when my grandma loved Disney and so she had a little um. Woody doll that you like the very first ones that came out. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, it, you really have to give a solid tug to the string in his back to make him talk. Mm-hmm. And, um, I, it was just sitting on the couch, and all of a sudden <laughs> I hear, I'm Sheriff Woody. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> but then I remembered, I was like, oh my gosh, this is too cute. And I was all emotional, and it was mm-hmm. just adorable. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, you're next. You have this one. Oh, okay. Of course, I swapped to your Wi-Fi now. And, like my my keep notes were doing weird stuff for oh. a second. <laughs> I know we are. We'll. Bleh, I can't talk. We'll go back and forth, and I'm like, why is my phone so slow? It's because I'm still connected to my Wi-Fi at your house, and vice Seriously. versa. And then I'll come back home, and I'm like, why is my phone? Don't forgot to switch it back over. That's how close we are. <laughs> okay, so this was totally unplanned, but this story is about a grandma. Oh. <laughs> so so grandma, from a grandpa to a grandma. grandma. <laughs> this story comes from Ashley, 
and she writes, when my grandma was in a hospital 30 miles away, she flatlined. I was sound asleep, but I heard her call my name as clearly as if she were outside my room. I sat up and said grandma was wrong. They got her back and she later told me that her last thought was of me and how much she didn't want to leave me. And that was the thought that I heard. And additionally, I was 17, so definitely not super little. Whoa. It's <laughs> two sweet little stories. Yeah. So it sounds like their her grandma made it and then Yeah. Was- <laughs> oh, that's sweet. <laughs> kind of oh weird, crazy that she was like, "Oh, I thought of you." And yeah, like, I heard and I you. I heard you. Okay. This next one is from Heather W. I grew up on a river where an Indian tribe owned the property across the river from us. The area we lived on was a burial ground. There's also supposedly treasure buried somewhere around there under a white oak tree. Family has tried to find it, but must it must have been knocked down by a hurricane. Our area was founded by pirates. Hmm. Huge thing there. Pirate <laughs> festivals and all. Background before the story. So this is all background, I guess. Gotcha. So my paranormal story. Growing up, I was haunted by several spirits. No one could stand to be outside at night for long. You can sense multiple spirits staring at you from behind trees. See them too sometimes. Hmm. My bedroom was the favorite place for who I call a pirate. Without going into details on why I had a glass door for my bedroom, he would always stand in my door. It always looked like it was raining around him. I would wake up with hand marks on my chest larger than my own hands. The only place that I felt safe to sleep was under the dining room table. (laughs) I put a black sheet over my door, but that only made him come into the room. When I moved into my own place next door, it was a child. She would dump out my laundry that I just folded. I had to leave the TV on in one room for her so she wouldn't so she wouldn't get mad mm-hmm. my daughter's toys would go off all night and she would push on my back until i turned the tv on for her yes i took the batteries out of everything <laughs> <laughs> yes they would still go off so tv on it was she loved to play i spoke with my grandparents about my experiences and they too had ran into the pirate that tormented me and they knew about the little girl. Jeez. One night when I went outside to bring the trash cans to the road for trash day, I was crying. Three people put their arms around me. One was a man. Two were female. When I got back inside, a lady from Cali called feeling compelled by something unknown. She knew who I was somehow. This is before social media and cell phones were, or this is before social media and cell phones were still newish. She called to let me know things will be okay, basically, that my dad and grandmother were with me. We became friends after that. Still don't know how she found me. She doesn't either. I do know that something bad still follows me trying to tear me down. It is a pressure that I feel all of the time. Even trying to be positive and laugh, that pressure hits very hard. I've been told by several people, psychic and preachers alike, that I am cursed. There was an old lady that lives across the street that would put cow heads in our ditch and yell at me for being in her territory. (laughs) That was weird. (laughs) I was like six and had no idea why people kept calling me a witch. Still get called a witch. I've been kicked out of classes because the teacher was scared of claiming I was putting spells on her. One day I will go to New Orleans to a real voodoo place and find out what they have to say. Oh, I didn't mention the toilet paper doll or the Taco (laughs) Taco Bell toys. My toilet paper doll. I'm like, what's a toilet paper doll? Um, 
My stepdad was a preacher and was praying over the house one night. He would go and anoint all of the doors and windows with olive oil. We were in the bathroom praying, and the blonde hair, blue-eyed toilet paper doll decided to scare the shit out of me. Eyes turned red. Black smoke flew from it. Now I hate dolls. I would, too. Yeah. The Taco Bell toys. We had musical instruments in our Taco Bell kids meals. <laughs> My mom threw them out after we got home because we were too loud with them. Oh, God. They're probably like kazoos and those <laughs> yeah. plastic flutes and crap. That night, we heard a lot of noise outside. When we looked out of the door, the toys were being ran up and down the side of the house, back and forth. No one holding them, just the toys. <laughs> so weird. That would be creepy. I mean, I got four kids, and that comes Golly. with a lot of toys. I know what a toilet paper doll and, is, by the way. But what is it? It's um, it's like an old thing that people would crochet, and it has a doll body, and it covers your toilet paper rolls. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. okay. <laughs> now I know. Like, a little and, old... Is it like the skirt goes mm-hmm. over? Okay, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Or like, I, there's, I literally just saw a book, so I was double checking. I was like, I think I know what this is. I just saw a book that was um, Amigurumi toilet paper covers. It's like a birthday cake. A sunflower, a cupcake, so you cover it. Oh, that's kind of cute. Because <laughs> pooping is something to be ashamed of. Cover up the toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. No, but it just makes it cute when you, like, stack an extra roll on the thing for company. You know? Yeah. Oh, you're okay. that one. Oh. So, um, I actually picked this story. I specifically told you, like, I want to read this one. Yeah. Because she's a mortuary worker. And if it wasn't for the fact that the commute to the only... Um, mortuary sciences school is like way too far for me to go Mm -hmm. anyway okay so this comes in from Brittany. Brittany p hi so i work overnight in a funeral home oh my god at night time (laughs) my shift starts at 7 p.m and i get off at 6 a.m that means she goes through the witching hour and everything yeah We've had some creepy things happen, and I am loving it. (laughs) That would probably be us eventually when we calm down. Yeah. I wanted to share it all with somebody, but didn't know who. I'm so glad you picked us. We're so happy. Like, I specifically (laughs) said, like, we believe you. We do. And I'm so excited because it's hard to find other people that do. Mm -hmm. Here are a few of the things. This one happens quite often. Outside of the prep room, the place in the funeral home where we embalm bodies, We will hear footsteps pacing the hallway. At any given point, there are no more than four people in the building on a normal night. So for two people to be in the prep room and hear this while everybody out, everybody else is out on first calls would rule out the footsteps belonging to anybody. This one also happens maybe two to three times a week. The door in my office will slam shut. The other day, for example, I walked through the office door after getting a drink from our break room and went to our dressing area and the door literally slammed shut behind me. It also happens when I'm at my desk and totally alone in the funeral home. Oh, goodness gracious. Mm. (laughs) The hallway outside my office with the door that slams shut, I can also hear footsteps pacing back and forth. I tend to just close my office door when I'm working so I don't have to hear it Mm. at all. Back to the prep room. One night, I was chatting with two other co-workers outside the prep room. We had just finished bombing, embalming some people and were taking a bit of a break before cleaning up and disinfecting, sterilizing everything. We are all standing around outside the door and hear something hit the far wall of the prep room and then hit the ground. Me being me, I went to investigate and it was our trocar button tool. 
the last person to use it. We all saw him set the tool down on his prep table about 30 feet away from the wall that it hit before dropping to the ground. (laughs) Woo. Yeah. Another thing in the prep room that I didn't personally experience, but my coworker on the other shift swears by, is that he was prepping somebody while he was alone in the building and the phone on the wall started dialing out. The phone dialed a funeral home in Missouri, the same funeral home that the person on the prep table was going to be shipped to. What? That's weird. The last one. This happened last night, actually. So this was maybe from when we're recording right now. Uh, Brittany probably sent this in five weeks ago. I oh, think. okay. So this one happened last night, actually. We have industrial yellow cabinets that our flammable liquids are stored in. On top of those cabinets are plastic bins that we will put babies in before going in the cooler. That way they can be more protected. Mm -hmm. Anyway, all of our bins fell on the top of the cabinet. There were three of us in the building. I was coming around the corner when I saw it. One person was in the prep room and the closest person to the cabinet was easily over 30 feet away. I love my job. No. (laughs) Graveyard shift in a funeral home part two. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I posted a couple of weeks ago about some spooky stuff that had been happening at my job, and I thought I would update y'all on a couple more things that have happened since then. I am still hearing footsteps, but literally the most annoying thing happened the other day. I went to the restroom while I was alone one night, and I left a stack of paperwork on top of the washer and put the laundry detergent on top so they wouldn't fly off of the washer since the AC was blowing nice. I get out of the bathroom, and all of the paperwork is all over the floor. How rude is that? That is rude. I love how they block it out because it's just like each little thing that happens Mm -hmm. and it's just crazy. So I used to ghost hunt and I have an EMF detector. We're going to get one. Yeah. So I brought. I have one. Well, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Not that (laughs) one. Wait a minute. The other thing. We're going to get the other thing. So So I brought it up to work and my coworker and I walked through and found a couple of spots where the detector hopped up to max levels. We did have electricity powered off except for the cooler, and it was still spiking, especially in our prep room and on top of a couple of occupied caskets. (laughs) Perhaps the spookiest thing that's happened so far, during the little EMF session we did, we had our phone recording on voice memos because if Zach Bagans has taught us anything, (laughs) it's if you're trying to talk to ghosts, you record audio because sometimes you don't hear things going on. Mm -hmm. I'm so scared to do that. (laughs) I know. Anyways, my coworker is asking questions, and once we were done, we sat down in the office to review the recordings, and I swear on the graves of all of my family, a voice popped up at the beginning of one session that said, it's still my time. <gasps> I played the audio for my coworker, and he freaked because the voice was deep and monotone. I'm a female, and my coworker's voice is a lot higher pitched than that voice in the recording. I played it for another coworker, and she flipped out. Mm. I so wish I could share the audio with you all, but considering the delicacy of my job as far as privacy goes, I unfortunately cannot. Mm. Maybe someday, but not while I'm employed here, anyways. Yeah. Whoa, that's really creepy out. Oh my god, I know. And you know, I had a thought on your last story. Which I found interesting. I'm not sure why they didn't want to talk about the details of the glass door. But I grew up in... My bedroom was a den. Mm -hmm. And so the den, the back door... I had the back door to the backyard from Mm -hmm. my bedroom. 
And so me and my friends could just like go out the door and pop out and play and run back in. And mm-hmm. I loved it so much because it wasn't in and out the front door. It was mm-hmm. in and out the back door, which was my bedroom anyway. Yeah. But unfortunately, that led to a lot of problems because of people going in and out of the yard and running back and forth because it was a complete through. We didn't have fences. Mm. Um, and so there was like a from my yard to the yard next to us, our neighbors was like a two and a half foot drop down. Uh-huh. It was really interesting. Um and so they must have carved out. It was a hill. So mm-hmm. they just carved it out. And so it was just a little hop down. And I would have nightmares all the time. My sister has shadow people nightmares too. And mine were always, they were like oozy and slinky. And they would mm. be climbing up from the ground up over that hill and mm-hmm. like up to my door. And we had <sighs> multiple people try to break in through the back door, which is my bedroom <laughs> as a little kid. Yeah. Oh, and we didn't even have like, it was shutters, wooden sliding shutter doors. What? Like you would have over a closet. Yeah. Where you pull the handle and like the shutters V and pull that, out. Yeah. That yeah. It was terrible. So you could see like, cause we had a back patio light. You uh-huh. could see shadows all the time nonstop. <gasps> I know I have goosebumps out. thinking about it, but <laughs> that house was out. so haunted and all my friends didn't want to come over because it was too yeah. scary that and your and your door goes out to the backyard it's so weird <laughs> no, it wasn't even that my friends didn't even want to hang out in the living room it was yeah. my, my room or nothing that's crazy <laughs> okay okay <clears throat> um this one is from christina t okay my favorite ghost story from my childhood confuses me the most still i was a lonely child no friends at school i didn't know how to be normal apparently Well, one day, playing alone at recess as usual, a random lady appeared out of nowhere next to me. I was pretty, I was usually pretty in tune with my surroundings as a kid, so it made me jump out of my skin that she got next to me like that without me noticing. She apologized for scaring me and said she was looking for her son, and she told me his name, but I can't remember now. Mm. I told her I'd never heard that name and thought it was odd, no adults around, noticed a lady dressed like she was from the 1950s Hmm. like surely it should have caught someone's attention it wasn't it just wasn't normal but still no one noticed and we got to talking she asked why i was alone and i told her i had no friends Hmm. she looked sad and smiled softly and said i have no friends either will you be my friend i said sure because i figured i'd never see her again She got so happy, started asking my hobbies, which was collecting seashells, my favorite color, blue, and then she asked my favorite movie, Monsters, Inc. We were having a good talk about how I should try hard to make friends my age, and I went to tell her they think I'm a freak, but suddenly the teacher came out and rang the bell. I looked away for just one second, and she was gone. It was impossible. Cue to the next day. I went to school, opened my locker had a built-in hand dial lock and on it and no slits and inside there was a blue box filled with seashells with a boo holding Sully's hand from Monsters Inc. sticker on top. What? Cute. Oh my god. <laughs> with a note on top that said thank you so much for being my friend. No signature or name but I knew immediately. I went to show my principal because I was excited and he was always happy and nice Well, instead of playing the tapes of the last 24 hours, literally not a soul was seen going anywhere near my locker. He was visibly shaken because he played all the way until I took it out and he just gave it back to me. I took it home. I didn't tell my mom and (laughs) kept it as a special reminder of my first friend. It broke a few years ago, but the memory never went away and never will. I'm forever grateful to her, whoever she was. 
She was so pretty, like Miss Honey from Matilda. I miss her sometimes. My next story from my teen years, much regrets here, part of my PTSD. This is hard Mm -hmm. to talk about, but it happened, and it could have been avoided, but I'm an idiot. So I was dating this girl. Oh, don't say that. We all make mistakes. We all were idiots in our lives, Mm -hmm. especially as teenagers. So I was dating this girl that went through an awful accident that took some loved ones. Shortly after she got home from the hospital, she called telling me weird things were happening, like lights turning on and off and sinks as well as doors opening. She knew I was sensitive. She was hoping I would tell her that it was them. So I went for a 48-hour observation. I wasn't trained for any of this. I was trying to be a good girlfriend and help figure out what was happening. Hmm. My mom was a witch but didn't teach me right, so we were at her place gaming. Then after about an hour in her bathroom... Sink turned on, then the attic door opened. It was daytime, and I was curious because I didn't sense anything. I kept track of all happenings for the first night, and finally, we were left alone at her place by her dad, and we both heard voices through her vents, but they were muffled. So I stood up and said, I'm calling forward any and all entities in this house. I'm calling for communication. Come forward now. And so loud, we heard a bang from her basement that sounded like the basement door slamming open, followed by a stampede of footsteps and what sounded like maniacal laughter from multiple voices overlapping. It went through the kitchen, through the dining room, up the bedroom stairs so loudly and suddenly stopped right at the game room doorway. Immediately, a tear went down my my cheek and I knew I turned to her and said, I'm so sorry. This isn't your family. Oh, I have. I got the total heebie-jeebies for real. Right now, I tried to end it. The uh, I tried to end the connection and communication, but they were there before me. I just gave them the attention they wanted, and I regret it. Put us through so much. Drug her out of bed one night. Oh no! Threw her dog. Oh my gosh! I still have goosebumps. I do too. <laughs> Played with the bedroom doorknob at night, blew out lights, threw a dart at her head while we were doing laundry, and attempted oh to gosh. deprive us of sleep. Eventually, we saw the conjuring and started to wonder if whatever was there was attempting the three stages of possession. We started fighting back harder, started praying more. Eventually, I just couldn't take it anymore. It drove me insane. I feel so awful, but I left her because I couldn't handle it. And I... um, Oh... It says my and I don't know. I used every excuse to get away because I'm a coward. Aww. I won't lie. She deserved better anyways. But nonetheless, she said right after we broke up, the activity died down for her. Oh, wow. But for me, it didn't. Whoa. I don't know why. But total, I've had 15 years of continuous paranormal activity before and after her. So many stories. But this is one. This one is my biggest reminder don't play with things you don't understand, especially Whoa. without help or training. Oh my gosh. I have full, like, chills. I got them a couple times, too. Ugh. That's so, you know, it's hard because I I sort of feel like um, you're not a coward. I mean, mm-hmm. that's terrifying for anybody. And, I mean, it obviously attached to you, too. Yeah. And that's, like, it just, it is what it is. I understand. I literally had, like I said, I had people that wouldn't come over to my house to hang out anymore because they were too freaked out. Yeah. And I've mentioned it before, but one of the biggest things that if you believe in this stuff, 
um, mirrors that face each other are portals. Mm-hmm. And we had four mirrors in the bathroom, two on one wall, two on the other. So two directly big, two mm-hmm. directly behind the toilet and two directly in front of the sink. You literally had infinite use forever. Uh-huh. And it was really intense and super cool. But that's a no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, the only thing we didn't I have like a mirrored elevator. Mm, who's it a portal probably <laughs> but um and so i i truly i had people that didn't like coming over to my house yeah. when the energy is just gross you can't blame them for that yeah like, come to my house and be terrified <laughs> like that's super sad that is crazy so before and after so it wasn't just yeah. she just brought it there i don't know that's crazy yeah okay um okay so mine is from lizette p and this is really interesting because her last name is actually a family name of mine <laughs> so um, she starts. Here is one. That ha- we've got a lot of really good long ones. Guys. I know. Thank you. We love all the details. It's yeah, we fun. do. The house I grew up in was bought by my parents extremely cheap. Oh God, so many stories <laughs> are the too good That's to a- be true. Yes, too good to be true because it's possessed. <sighs> this was because a murder had just taken place there. Mm. My parents even told me when they looked at the house, there was still some brain matter left on the walls that hadn't been cleaned up yet. Knowing there was a murder there never rubbed me any type of way. I always enjoyed telling my friends about it growing up because it always freaked them out. I get it. Mm -hmm. But once I got a little more conscious about the spiritual realm, I started noticing things. The first occurrence was when my brother would wake up screaming in the night and he'd say he felt like a big needle was shooting into his head. We're Hispanic, so naturally we took him to Aladia to get Olympia, an egg cleanse. Our family witch doctor advised us to sprinkle holy water all over the house and my brother's screaming and shooting pain stopped. Hmm. I wish my family did Burujaria, but they don't. They weren't cool enough. Maybe a year later, when I was in the eighth grade, I walked home from school and no one was home. I made myself a snack and propped myself on the couch in front of the TV along with my two dogs. The TV room had a clear view down the hallway. As I sat watching TV, my dogs started to bark. This wasn't alarming as they usually barked at the mailman. I didn't pay it any mind until their barks changed into snarls, snaps, and growls. I looked to see what they were growling at as they peered down the hallway. I sat frozen as whatever they were barking at the, oh, I'm so sorry. Whatever they were barking at then approached and looked directly up in the doorway of the TV room and started barking wildly. All I could think to do was close my eyes and start praying every prayer I knew. The barking stopped shortly after, but I hung out in the backyard until my mom came home. This was the start of a terrifying time of my life. A few months later, I remember doing my hair in my room and heard what sounded like a spring door stopper in my closet. Oh, those. Yeah. We have none of these door stoppers in my house, but I recognize the sound since my grandma had them in her home and we'd sit there and play with (laughs) it as little kids. (laughs) I thought it was odd and figured it was just my imagination and went back to my grooming. Seconds later, I heard a loud bang in the closet and I sat frozen. Then another bang, and I ran out of my room and asked my mom if she heard that. When I told my mom what I heard, she confessed she heard it the night prior to. She said it woke her up, and it concerned her, so she went to check on me. She thought it might be the water heater since it's right next to my room, but once she checked it that it was clear the loud banging was coming from in my room, she told me once she turned the doorknob to my room, the noise stopped. Mm. She opened the door only to find me sleeping in bed. 
The snooze was freaky. The next night, I went to sleep in my room a little weary. I was awoken by another loud bang in the closet, and I was too scared to look but forced myself to. I saw and felt a dark figure standing at the edge of my bed. At that point, I shined my phone flashlight and darted to my mom's room. Mm-hmm. I slept with rosaries that night. We lit candles and prayed for the spirit to move on, and after a few nights of prayer, the house was quiet once more. Mm-hmm. Throughout the years, spirits came and went from our home. None of them as scary as that one. Some in particular took a liking to my brother's room, which was right next to where the murder took place. Ugh. In the daytime, I could hear footsteps and chattering going on in an empty, <clears throat> sorry, in the empty room when I checked to see what was going on. No one was there. These spirits did not feel dark or scary, but again, we prayed and let them know it's okay to move on, and they did. This made me curious as to why so many spirits passed through our home, so I did some digging. The story goes like this. Oh, I can't wait. (laughs) The family lived there. The family living there before us was a man, Steve, his wife, Patty, and her daughter, Cookie. Cookie, at age 15, was dating a guy named Charles, age 19. Cookie states her and her mom want Steve killed. Patty promises Charles a car and a motorcycle in exchange for the death of her husband. She devises a plan for her and Cookie to be out of the house when it happens and Charles does his task. He includes his best friend to drive the getaway car. What a pal. So in 1992, Charles marches up to the front door and shoots Steve twice. Once in the head and once in the chest. The bullet holes caused by the killing bullets can still be seen in the entryway um, of the closet door to this day. Whoa. This is where a lot of the spiritual activity takes place. Oh, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. They all get caught and Steve got justice as the best friend driving the getaway car came clean and told the police everything. But still to this day, when I visit my mom's house, I can feel that eerie energy radiating from the entryway closet. I even asked my dad if he ever experienced anything when he lived there. He told me that when I was a baby, he would always see a woman dressed in white walk in the hallway passing through the rooms. Hmm. He always thought it was a figment of his imagination. My grandma told me she'd often see a woman in the backyard in a 50s-style dress. What? (laughs) We did not plan any of these people. (laughs) In the 50s-style dress watering the grass. Even my stepdad, the biggest skeptic of them all, stated he too saw a woman watering in the backyard in a floral dress. Hmm. My mom keeps candles lit at night for the spirits passing through. They're likely attracted to the energy where the killing took place, making them lost in the journey crossing over. At least this is what I believe. And I also believe the candle helps. Hmm. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, um, uh... (laughs) It's really, really interesting because when I think stuff like that happens, I think it's probably um, without like completely all jokes aside, the like um, the freaking icy dead people. Mm -hmm. They know if someone can, I think they know someone they can be around. They know who they can talk to, get help from. They just drift. But that's absolutely possible. I swear Mm -hmm. something must have happened in between our houses. Well, I mean, we live in the hood. And these yeah. houses are really old. The amount of, I mean, it's it's sad to think of the amount of negative energy from death constantly surrounding by us. Mm-hmm. All the people that die at the nearby medical facilities that are all over around yeah. us. Yeah. They got, yeah, we've got multiple. Just, yes, there's so many. And it's like, 
it, it it's yeah. probably just the energy i mean unfortunately there's a lot of homeless there's a lot of drugs there's mm-hmm. overdoses people literally we see the local facebook news you know oh, yeah. and it's like this person was found dead in the street like mm-hmm. there's so much there's so much death around us yeah, all the time that people if, don't yeah you know true i don't know i'm just like not like I want there to be something crazy that happened in our house. I mean, like, the, re- I to know. the reality is, as old as these houses are, someone's had to have died. At yeah. Place. Okay. Um, I'll read the next one. Okay. So this is from Kayla H. So, um, says, my daughter was around three. Her baby brother was asleep in his crib. So she and I were on the couch watching a movie. Suddenly, she, suddenly she looks over at her laundry room and starts laughing. She goes, stop that, Danny. That's not funny. (laughs) Then she looks back at me and nonchalantly goes, Danny's dancing. Also, her brother's name is River. Not even close to Danny. We don't have a Danny in our family. Another time we were driving and my daughter goes, Mommy, do you remember that boy? Me. Which boy, honey? Her. The dead one. Oh, gosh. Me. Huh? her yeah mommy the dead boy that's buried in the sand on 7th street i used to see him when i was little i don't see him no more but he's still dead me driving the car oh my god my daughter mommy there's a ghost helping you drive the car can't you feel that (laughs) these kids need to stop i know i know i'm (laughs) i have like goosebumps that would freak me out because like driving already stresses me out but then if my kid's like, there's a ghost helping you drive. There's a ghost, helping you drive. A ghost yeah. touching you while you're driving. I instantly like go ice cold. I swear my youngest was talking to something when she was a toddler. And um, she learned to talk really, really early enough to communicate a lot of needs, but not mm-hmm. pull sentences together. And yeah, she was giggling every single night mm-hmm. in her little crib toddler bed as it was like transitioning down and. I just remember, like, she was always giggling, always giggling. And I'd go in, you know, come on, you got to be quiet. Like, mm-hmm. lay down. It's time to go to sleep. You can't go to sleep, you know. And then after, like, weeks of this, finally one day she told me. And I, I've mentioned this before, mm-hmm. but maybe not everyone's heard it. But, oh, my God, just, like, she she was, like, she called it her. And she said, there, um, the girl likes to play with my toys her like to play with me and go boo oh <laughs> but sometimes her scare me and i cry but yeah. she just liked her toys that's just, like there was something presenting itself as a girl to my baby mm-hmm. she was maybe two and a half and um and she, she reminded me and of- she explained to me basically in her own little baby words that like something plays with her and likes mm-hmm. playing with her toys and like they play together but sometimes she scares her yeah and it upsets her and i was like oh my god uh. and there had been a lot of stuff that was going on in the apartment just little dumb stuff like mm-hmm. papers falling things crinkling like noises and we're not just talking a little bit like my husband had a really crazy work schedule back then so mm-hmm. well he still does, he still does but yeah. it was different with a baby yeah and um and so I was it I was alone. We our apartment complex was crazy quiet, so it was scary and you mm-hmm. just feel that tingling electric weirdness in the air and then she said that and I was like, "Get out of here. What is happening?" <laughs> yeah, you reminded it's me of It's never a kid. <laughs> no. Let me, no everybody no. knows it's never a never kid. Never a kid. I know, which is creepy because you just reminded me I need to text <laughs> Shannon to write in her story because oh, yeah. she's got a crazy <laughs> with her daughter a story. Okay, so you've got the last one. Yeah, the last one for today. Okay. This one comes from Emily. 
Whenever someone asks me, what's the weirdest thing that's ever happened to you? My first instinct is to lie because I'm scared they'll look at me differently after I tell them what actually happened. It was November to, uh, 2012. Gosh, that was forever. I know. <laughs> and I was visiting at my boyfriend's parents' house. We'd been together for nine months, and at the time I was 17 and he was 18. He lived in a small town in Lancashire, UK, that was pretty famous for its canal systems. We'd often go out and explore the walking trails up and down the canals and look for the old abandoned industrial buildings. That sounds fun. Mm -hmm. It wasn't uncommon for us to look for places near us that we hadn't been before. On the day in question, we decided to go for a quick walk down one of the canals and see what we could find. We didn't plan on being out long, so we traveled light, only bringing our coats and our phones. We weren't far from his house, walking down one of the canal systems, when we noticed a neighborhood we hadn't been before, so we decided to have a look. Right before we turned into the unknown, we kept in mind that there was a pub right before the turn, so we wouldn't get lost on our way back. Mm -hmm. The first thing I noticed as we made our way down this new area was that the street felt very out of place. All of the houses were different pastel colors, and they all had very nice white fences, hmm. which reminded me of an old American 1950s sitcom or something. <laughs> what the heck, what is going on with this theme? <laughs> we did not These plan These were back it. to back. We're yeah. reading these as we got them in. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> not something that you would find in the area, let alone England. At the very end of this road, there was a train crossing, which also felt odd to have in a small neighborhood. We crossed a train line crossing and we went from being on a street to being on a country road surrounded by farmer's fields. My boyfriend and I were very interested in figuring out the layout of the area as we were confused because it felt like we should have looped back onto the main road with the amount of right turns we took. We continued to walk for what seemed like about half an hour. I checked my phone and it said it was 2.27 p.m. I was getting tired and getting anxious with the unfamiliar place, and a few minutes later, I looked at my phone again, but now it said 224. Hmm. I stopped in my tracks. I must have been mistaken before, so I asked my boyfriend to check his phone. He said his also said 224, so I shook it off. I must have been wrong. We continued trying to find our way home, now lost in a maze of farmer's fields. A few minutes later, I checked my phone again, now saying 217. What? I asked my boyfriend, and his says the same. I then started to freak out. I'd never seen anything like this before. What could cause both of our phone clocks to go backwards? That is weird. While I panic, my boyfriend tries to calm me down, says it must be something wrong with the internet, that our phones are just wrong. We'd been out for what felt like hours when I realized since we had turned down that street, we hadn't seen a single sign of life. Mm. That's creepy. We hadn't seen one person, one car driving past, no one walking a dog, nothing. My boyfriend convinces me to continue on to try and get home. We then come across something that makes the hair on the back of my neck stand up in the middle of the field we were in. A giant dead hair lying on its back, all four limbs pointed to the sky. It looked as if someone had placed it posed. At this point, I was hungry, dehydrated, tired, and anxious. My feet had blisters. We were lost, and we were confused. Nothing felt real anymore, and we couldn't even trust our clocks. Yeah. Eventually, we find a main road and manage to get home. I run inside and look at the time. It was 4.45. 
we'd only been gone for around three hours, but it Mm -hmm. had felt more like five or six. Mm -hmm. A few months later, we got brave enough to try and trace our steps to ease my lingering anxiety. We never found that neighborhood. What? We never found that street or that pub that we took note of. I even looked on Google Maps and couldn't make sense of it. I couldn't figure out why both of our clocks had started ticking backwards. I can't explain what happened. Some people say aliens. Some people say we broke our simulation. I don't know what to believe, but I pray it never happens again. That's creepy. I have wicked goosebumps. It's so strange. Freak me out. Yeah, I know. And it's so like, (laughs) I got a fucking story for everything. But it just (laughs) reminds me of like the area that I grew up in in the Pacific Northwest. I literally had so many farms right down the street from Mm -hmm. me. And. You know, like right now, we just experienced daylight savings time at the mm-hmm. time of recording this. We're all screwed up mm-hmm. and it's dark by like 430. Yeah. And the area that I grew up in, up in the Pacific Northwest, it's weird because living down here for so long now, I forget that um, it stays bright there in the summer till mm-hmm. like 1045 at night. Mm-hmm. So bright and sunny. So when you were a kid, getting home before the sun went down was like... It, it could be so vast yeah. because if it was going to rain that day, which come on, it's the Pacific Northwest. It did all the time. Yeah. It's dark at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. If it was a clear night, it could be bright until like seven or eight mm-hmm. in the winter. And it was easy to get lost fucking around, running through someone's farm to mm-hmm. get to the other side of the road like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> and getting lost. And I remember getting home late, too, and it happened so fast. But... I mean, I did have, like, the old school, like, Nokia brick. Mm-hmm. And so it was, like, the radioactive green screens and stuff. Know, I'm but trying to like, remember, like, what phone I even had losing in 2012. Losing time. Losing time and... Um, like the reality of like you know the area they obviously are exploring the area mm-hmm. at often and mm-hmm. that's what they're doing so to not be able to find the area when you're only on foot it's yeah. not like we were in a car driving around and got lost an hour from home yeah we're on foot yeah. and that is freaky and i that got goosebumps really again and i'm like <laughs> what happened that and i've heard really a few weird. stories about like the brig in the simulation Mm -hmm. or like a vortex or something Mm -hmm. and like my daughter my youngest is obsessed with alternate universes she wants Mm -hmm. them to be real so bad (laughs) and i love it because like that's what she hopes for when she passes she's like maybe it's an alternate universe i was like sweet because if i think about it for two seconds i'll cry (laughs) so i'm like that's great i love it why not who knows and could you just like you pass through a portal like they go away and then they come back it's like they pass through a portal through a canal water canal that Uh like constantly moving water out there in the UK, there's all that conductive limestone mm-hmm. and the water. And I'm like, <gasps> my brain just goes in like a million different places. And it's nuts. It is. That Thanks, you guys. That... You freaked us yes, the fuck you out. Did. We got Sorry, chills. I sweared a lot, but I'm freaking out. <laughs> I sweared a lot. I sweared a lot. Yeah. I no, said a I, lot of words. Definitely... I said a lot of words behind, bad words behind you. Yeah. <laughs> As my son likes to say. Yeah, don't say bad words behind me. <laughs> like, no, it's in front of me. <laughs> but yeah you guys gave us chills way too many times that was really good you guys are such good writers yeah like the mess ups is me messing up my own words like it's me all mush mouthing so yeah you guys are awesome so if you have a story please Mm -hmm. please please write it in so we can continue to do this um we're running low now yeah we we gotta stock up i know i'm like i gotta text a few people because i know they got stories Mm -hmm. but yeah so with that (laughs) Stay crafty and creepy.
and not crimey. Crimey or creepy. <laughs> Bye. Bye.